0: No, I didn't come up with an opening oh, bit. Ah, oh, fuck. I have an opening bit. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles, that missed his friend Mars very
1: much. And I'm Mars, who missed their friend Miles very much. It's been two whole fucking weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. And alongside us two friends, we have an additional third friend. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> I said that so aggressively. <laughs> we have another
0: friend.
2: I'm a friend.
1: <clears throat> Brother. Uh Dream of the crap. <laughs> it's... It's Andy! Hey, it's yeah. Andy, Andy. From, from, from Andy Pendy.
2: I'm a pending pal. Pendo.
1: Yeah, um, I, I am literally incapable of saying the actual name of your podcast because it always just comes out as Andy Pendy. That's valid. <laughs> is, my... it, is it the accent or just because you're brain bad? Just because my brain bad. It's ending okay. pending. Ending pending, uh, yeah. I'm Andy ending from
2: Ending Pending and I'm I'm really stoked to be here. I really, really like this podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's, that's uh, so, like, somehow that's bizarre to hear, because I'm just like, Mars and I are just doing this in a fucking wind tunnel. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think anyone actually listens to this. I'm pretty sure Mars and I just have a two-hour conversation every week. <laughs> we get such little, like, interaction and feedback
2: from our listener base that I feel the same way, and then, yeah. like, I'll go to LARP or something, and uh, an acquaintance, like, someone I don't really know, mm. come up to me and be like, hey, I love your podcast. I've been listening to it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I do a podcast. <laughs> why, <laughs> why, why have you waited until this moment when we're like, right, yeah. something is happening oh, to not.
0: tell me. It's so scary because sometimes I'll tell a story about someone I know and then I'm like, oh, fuck, what if they listen to the podcast and I'm going <laughs> to get the shit kicked
1: out of me? Um, <sighs> yeah, I... I... <sighs> I don't know, like, it, it's kind of weird to be making, like, a creative thing and just put it out there and just, like, people listen to it, but don't give you anything back. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I'm kind of used to it because, like, being an artist, I'm so used to people just hitting that motherfucking like button and not sure. saying any comments or, like, retweeting, reblogging, anything like that. And just Leave a comment, you fucking
2: coward! You goddamn coward! Leave God a comment,
0: Give me feedback. Even if you're just saying, hey, lad, I like this blue shade. Keep it going. I'm like, hell Motherfuckers. yeah. Motherfuckers. I will. Fuck yeah. I it's honest- being on the internet. I
2: honestly think people don't realize how much it means. Like, how much a comment means versus just a like. And you know what means even more mm. than a comment?
3: Mm.
1: Sharing it.
0: Yeah, it, sure, My guys, God. Man. It's nice, and then other people can see my shit, and then maybe commission me, and then I get money.
1: Yeah, shit, it's true. It's
0: true. Money's Uh, so much. Give me the motherfucking money. Money's mine. I'm gonna keep doing this bit until someone. It's
1: starts. a good bit. I want it. I'm not stopping it because it. I want you to continue. Yeah. Oh,
0: I want, call my bluff. Come on. I gotta
1: apologize <laughs> real
2: quick to your listener base. Uh, okay. I did not intend to get drunk, and um. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I, I'll go get my rum, and we can be
1: solidarities. It, it, it <laughs> genuinely. Miles, it genuinely mildly. just happened. But, it's yeah. it's fucking it's 10 a.m. where you're at. <laughs> I've done worse. I've taken
0: a shot before class before. <laughs> Hell That's yeah. That's a depressing thing to say, but I was in a place. Oh, that was also in college. I was like probably 17. Anyway, so this is an
1: episode. <laughs> uh, so this this is about the energy that I expected from this episode.
0: <laughs> this is, I am filled with the power of chaos.
1: And yeah, I know that yeah. Andy will do nothing to stop me. No, so uh, it's Andy, two against Andy one. is absolutely... Uh, I'm uh, fun. A, 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 well, I was also going to say just a beacon it's of chaos. <laughs> it's, true.
0: it's true. But yes. Oh. Yes, very is, is a different yeah. kind of chaos. Uh, You're lawful chaos, which isn't an alignment, but you are.
2: So I, I volunteered to have a bit.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, I, ha- you you have a bit.
2: I have a bit. Uh, speaking okay. of alignments, my bit is Ooh. what D and D class. And if you're not familiar with D and D, then like what fantasy?
1: No, no we, okay, okay, we are. You are okay. Oh, I'm a DM. Yeah. yeah. Oh, rock yeah. and
2: roll. Fuck yeah. What D and D class are you in real life? If you were to uh, oh, in real life. In real life, not like which one well, do you like to play the best? But oh. if someone were to roll up stats for you right now, what class would you be?
0: I wanna say wizard for Shawszies. Cause Ooh. not only am I squishy, but I love occult magic stuff and I like studying and writing essays. Good I'm answer. Very wizardy. Yeah. Um, so hi hmm. in, what's your dump stat?
1: Ooh. Oh, my dump stat's intelligence for sure. S- strength.
0: <laughs> i have a strength of two. I am a beach ball with arms. <laughs> <laughs> Um uh hmm. hmm. I, I mean, feel my, like my- Mars <sighs> could be a type of fighter or barbarian or like a
1: sorcerer. <laughs> okay. Now, I guess I guess maybe explain the fighter barbarian thing a little bit. I'm not saying that I'm not with you, but I do want to hear. You're you very
0: reasoning. angry and I feel like he could do a kick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I could do, do a kick, Walter.
2: I could do a kick.
1: I, you can I, I, kick. throw an elbow. Look, look I, I do. I, I do have some decently powerful thighs. I will say <laughs> that.
2: Don't tell me that. So- Gross. I I don't know you as well. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that I I really respect your passion. Mm. When you get really passionate about a topic, I know that it's worth listening to, and that your insight mm-hmm. on it is um, holds a lot of weight. And so I do like barbarian for you. I do like barbarian. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't necessarily define barbarians via anger. I define them by passion. Okay. I
0: think same. Yeah. It's it's definitely like a. A big friend energy.
1: I feel like this is when like my friends were telling me that I was a Slytherin. I'm a
0: Slytherin. That's a compliment.
1: Uh, well, because I'm a main bitch. I've, I've
0: never. I've, I've exclusive- never actually.
1: I've never yeah. actually read any of the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. Mental. And I've only seen two of the movies, and I don't remember them. That's
0: fine.
2: Not intentionally, but I've exclusively dated Slytherins the past. Seven or eight years. Okay. And how long? Well not, not intentionally. It just kept happening.
0: Just kept happening. Okay.
2: Well, I'm engaged to one of them now, so it worked out.
0: So that's good, at least. We know, we know that at least one of them is chill. Uh, uh, I think so... i dated. I think I've dated Slytherins and Hufflepuffs I think that's my jam
2: Evan and I are not each other's Typical type mm. and, uh, Evan likes small Teeny tiny dudes The Yeah.
0: discreet
2: he, he needs someone smaller than him And for me Typically I need someone who I think Could beat me up <laughs> like Jason Momoa is like my ideal oh my perfect Ugh, partner. It's
0: fucking
2: hot. I mean, I watched I watched Aquaman for him. Like I have it, but I, I will. watched <laughs> I watched Justice League for him, <laughs> and that's
0: fucking saying
2: something. <laughs> yeah. So um, I like, and Evan is is far away from Jason Momoa, but we like mm-hmm. he and I just work so well together. So when people are like, I only date this type, I'm like. Hey, like having a preference is one thing, but saying you only do something like you could be missing yeah. out on something perfect. Because I genuinely hey, think that Evan seen? and I are perfect for each other.
1: Yeah, I right. think that my types, my two types are your typesies. My big are our big strong dumbasses. <laughs> that's, every, that's everyone's type. <laughs> Travis going we'll You got you got to uh, Travis God, no. he's fucking hot. And yeah, he fucking is. I love Travis so much. Yeah, he's fine. But it's big dumbasses. It's big dumbasses, and it's goths who can kill me. Ooh, okay. Good types. I'm trying yeah. to think of a, a person that would fit that criteria.
2: Real, real quick. I'm vain, and I didn't say my D and D class. And I, I need. Yes, oh, please yeah. Do. Shit, I please to do. It's all good. So I used to be a pastor before I came out, and wow. all all of my friends. Uh, Always were like, oh well, you're a cleric, and that never resonated with me. Because like, even when I was a pastor, I like I never connected with that class. Mm. And one of my friends uh, said, "You're not a cleric. You're a warlock with a Jesus pact." And like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, holy shit, holy Jesus shit. Pact is it, very good. it was honestly like figuring out that I was queer. Like when he said that, like it. Light, like it, it was, yeah, it was like, oh god damn, like you, you nailed it. Uh, and so while I'm definitely not a, cl- uh, a warlock with a Jesus pact anymore, I, I still identify very hard as a warlock, and I would say yeah, that. I would say that my pact is with myself. I draw my power from Aww. myself now.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think fantastic. It's nice. like, I, I like warlocks with different, like, uh, ideas of what it means to be a warlock. Because I feel like mm-hmm. warlocks are very, like, uh, in a box of being sort of evil sugar Eldritch.
2: Kids. Yeah. You know. El- yeah,
0: eldritch, Lu types. Yeah.
2: I could also see my pact being with my cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But that would make me evil is the thing. <laughs>
2: my my kitty's very good um, Aww, I would say my dump it. stack is is constitution while uh Mm. i would say i'm kind of physically like i handle pain pretty well i don't handle Mm. being sick well and Mm. uh i tend to give myself pizza tummy which (laughs) is when i eat a whole pizza and then bitch to evan that i don't feel good and he 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 (laughs) scolds me for having pizza tummy Uh,
0: because you'll boo -boo the fool
1: uh so andy yes what is the theme this week? So, Thank you, uh, clerics. Yeah, I, I, I seeded the theme.
2: I seeded it. I,
1: mm-hmm. You sowed the seeds that will eventually blossom. Yeah. into some of the this se- delightful episode.
2: Some of the seeds will fall on the rocks and and grow shallow and wither. Some will fall on the path and get eaten by ravens. And some will take root in the good soil and we'll discuss them. That's Um, beautiful. Thank you. I stole it from the Bible. Uh, This the theme.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't know. I was raised atheist. The
2: theme is songs that are about God but are not worship music.
1: Now I think that I. I don't think that that's. Necessary. That's not my, what my understanding of what the theme was. Oh,
2: the theme is songs that are about God, but are not like overly religious or not. No, race. no, yeah, no. Uh, that- yeah, I,
1: I, I got that. I think at some point I somehow conflated that into songs about faith. Yeah, songs about faith.
2: Yeah, that's that. That's valid.
1: Uh, which isn't necessary. It's not really the same thing.
2: It's similar enough. Songs that are about faith, but maybe are not necessarily like. So when, Traditional. when when I think of songs about God without or songs about faith without any sort of disclaimer, my mind goes back to like 2006, where all I was listening to was like Christian contemporary, and I don't, <laughs> Hell yeah. th- I don't think anyone here brought some DC Talk or Newsboys or Amy Grant or Jars of Clay. You know what I mean? I didn't, now I didn't
1: you bring don't. any Christian rock,
2: <laughs> right? So now, like
1: now you don't know that, Andy. I would. Maz you bought Christian rock, oh if my God. you
2: brought. Some like Reliant K I might be a little stoked But I also might be like I mispegged them um, Maybe you did, who knows But yeah, songs, mm. songs about faith But are not praise music yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. That's I the mean, thing. not really a a gospel moment. It's yeah. it's more about um, we're not um, yeah. doing
2: an altar call here.
0: Sure. Uh, I, I, well, oh. all right. My song my song still fits in. I think. Yeah, uh, my song still fits in. Mine's gonna be a fucking journey, and I'm excited to take my friends on it
1: mine uh is going to be uh i don't know how it's gonna be hey who's going first actually
0: i think it's you
1: i think it might be me i'm done it's my grandma's it's been a while yeah i i looked and it was because uh we did the echo
0: and it was me last time okay can
2: i grab a beer real quick please i need a
0: beer i'm gonna be back in like 20 seconds okay okay can't believe he swore on deck of friendship
1: i edited it out i mean 33 people already heard it so <laughs> this week's
0: three children
1: this week's episode of artificial ghost radio
2: is brought to you by maker's mark whiskey and dogfish head ipa
0: maker's mark is Th- delicious it that is means, i can't it means afford it <laughs> I got a bottle for my brother for Christmas and I was like, if you don't fucking appreciate this if you drink this with your one dollar coke, I swear to god and then he did and I was like, alright, I can't be mad at you My bottle was a Christmas gift
2: and I've just I been know. saving it for special occasions like tonight!
1: Oh, I love that Yeah, I have mm, 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 I, I'll approximately say zero approximately experience. zero uh, like knowledge or understanding of alcohol really <laughs> Yeah. I got high, high for, for the drink. first time like two weeks ago. Oh, fun! Yeah, I've
0: never done a drug. Never done a drug. Mom send me a weed.
1: That is super illegal.
0: <laughs> no, sh- don't just don't tell them that
1: you're I, sending it.
2: What state are you in? It might not be depending on your state. I well, can guarantee
1: you that sell it, that 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 sending weed <laughs> is it a interna- crime <laughs> th- through international mail? Yeah, I think to Australia is pretty crime. Yeah. a pretty.
2: Bad yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Anywho, let's hope that all gets edited out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. I love this
2: energy. (laughs) Fuck yeah.
1: Okay. All right. We are messy. uh, I'm gonna talk about my song now. Yeah, give it to me. The song that is about faith, but not about praising God or whatever. It's Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode.
0: Oh hell yeah! Oh, no. oh hell yeah! Oh, I thought my I've cat exited it out. No, we're
2: good.
1: <laughs> I thought you were saying oh no to my pick.
2: No, <laughs> I don't no. know this song. I'm very excited to listen to it. Oh, dope! Love some debesh mode.
1: Uh, so, all right, uh, I'm gonna be a hundred percent real uh, because I don't know that I'm really the best person to be talking about faith. Uh, I d- I don't have much experience with religion, and, like, you know, faith and religion are not the same thing, but are linked, and, like, conversations about faith were just not a part of my life growing Mm -hmm. up, because we weren't the type of household to, uh, to go to church.
2: I'm so interested to hear your opinions on it, then. Like, I think that that genuinely is a valid, uh, relationship to faith, and that you Mm -hmm. have an insight that other people would not have, which is interesting to
1: me. Now, Andy, you say that, but literally, I mean, my only memories of, like, the the three times that I went to church are the free donuts that we got at the end. Like that's my Fuck relationship yeah. with church is free donuts. Well, Girl, I in-
0: can't wait to get into my complicated relationship.
2: Church church and faith are different things. And so they
1: are. They are yeah. very
0: different things. And it's so
2: true. like you you having an absence of church and even maybe an absence of faith is still uh, a perfectly valid insight into what faith means. Hmm. And so even if you don't have a traditional upbringing or a a personal connection to faith i still think that your opinion on it and your experience with it is valid and insightful fair even if you don't feel that it is like even but also but also when you share your story and your relationship to what faith means to you i think that that is just as interesting to me as someone who says oh i'm pious
1: i i don't know that i've ever experienced faith in any real capacity which i mean okay might I think that's be the fucking reason, rad. it might be the reason why i'm now so, so into rich. like demons and shit oh that's why <laughs> and like kidding. want like actual like real devil horns because i think that would be sick um but that's it i i also don't like consider myself to be an atheist you know mm. uh i i tend to think of the universe as being just, like, so vast and completely bonkers and the shit that happens, like, all the time that we have no way of really knowing about. Um, Mm -hmm. like, there are potentially infinite layers of shit going on that we don't and- can't know about.
2: This is the sort of weird shit I was hoping we'd talk about when I proposed this yeah. topic.
1: Fuck I yeah!
0: I love the weird shit. I love See, it. See,
2: and you said that you were worried that you didn't have a thing to say. Like this is so interesting to me. I fucking dig it. Hell yeah! yeah it's so
0: cool. I love it. It's uh, like I get to listen to Depeche Mode.
2: I also get <laughs> your names mixed up, and I'm trying not to say the wrong name, and so I'm yeah, also we made a mistake of being miles friends and
0: with Mars, right? Space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you
1: look, were Mars,
2: who was just. Speaking about faith, right? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, I was right.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Mars, sex I'm Mars. Mars has the and Mars has the generic trans boy name. But also, uh, sometimes even I switch our names up. <laughs> uh, it's always funny when that happens. When you're like, "Hey Mars," and you're like, "Ah oh, fuck." Yeah. It, yeah. Um,
0: we but, have the yeah. two trans names. It's fine.
1: It, it might be sort of a, a cop out answer, but like my response to like, do you believe in God? Is I don't know. Anything's possible. <laughs> like, I think that's a lot of people's answer. I don't know.
0: I think it's a, I think it's a, a valid response because um, it's a complicated and intricate topic.
1: Sure. Um, anyway, so Depeche Mode is uh, they're a band from the '80s. Uh, they were very successful for about. 10, maybe 13 years, uh, and a lot of their music, uh, especially some of their romance music, I mean, honestly, it, it kind of has, like, creepy undertones, mm-hmm. um, I don't know necessarily if that's 100% the writing, or if it's just the fact that the vocals sounds like they're, like, best friends with Dracula, um... <laughs>
0: You know, wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause, pause. You know how yeah. people say, like, are you friends with Dorothy when asking if
1: you're gay?
2: That's not <laughs> big in, saying in the States, but- but-
1: No, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Judy Garland a- was a
2: huge uh, queer advocate, and so Friends yeah. of Dorothy is a reference to her. And oh, yeah. she has a line in The Wizard of Oz of, like, oh boy, I have some very queer friends. Yeah, But she's talking about, like, the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and about how they're weird, not yeah. how they're yeah. gay.
1: Yeah. Well, no, but, but Friends but. of Dorothy
2: was like a big uh queer uh like call and response like mm-hmm. to to identify who you like your 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 tribe was in like the mm. 70s. Um mm. sadly it's not big in the US anymore, but sure. Places like Australia, I'm assuming still use it. I mean,
0: I've I've heard it a couple times in the wild, but I don't think any more oh, yeah. than America. Okay. Um, uh, also, we only have one gay bar. I mean, where am I going to hear it? Um, <laughs> but instead of saying friends with Dorothy, I think we should say friends with Dracula if you're gay, but also edgy, <laughs> but also goth. <laughs> If you're gay and goth, raise your hand.
1: Uh, okay, so Depeche Mode was um, formed in. Uh, I, can I just say that I'm 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 a little annoyed every time that I have to say a name of a place in the UK just because of how much you have to clarify. So they were formed oh. in Basildon, Essex, England, United Kingdom. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were gonna say, by the way, I thought you were gonna say just, I don't want, like, to clarify about England because I hate it. Just because I don't like them. That's, no, that's your opinion, generally, it seems. I don't know. You have said multiple times your disdain for England on this show, Miles. Well,
0: yeah, because they're colonialists and I I hate them. Your country
2: was founded by England sending all of their prisoners to a deserted island, wasn't it? I guess not deserted because yeah, people so lived is, there. So was your country.
0: <laughs>
2: America yeah. was also
0: a prison and, oh, and settlement called. Oh, oh, America!
2: Um, uh, fuck America! America sucks. Uh, America's yeah, fuck America. shit. But we're still like, under the monarchy,
1: so I still feel it. Are uh, <laughs> are well documented.
2: We can all agree that we hate England. Oh,
1: we, uh, we can all agree fucking and England. that
2: we hate America.
1: Yeah. And when's that shitty old bitch gonna die? Um, this, uh, this song was released on their seventh album, Violator, um, which is not a great name, uh, in 1990, but uh, it was a single in 1989. Mm-hmm. And with all of that out of the way, let's give this song a listen, shall we? I would love to. Uh-huh. So we just... Well, we said so at the same time. So who goes first? (laughs) Uh, Andy. (laughs) Andy, what did you think of this song?
2: So, it's a bit more country than I expected it to be, which isn't... Uh,
1: The music video, certainly, which is very cowboy, which I was not expecting.
2: (laughs) What I find really interesting is this idea of wedding by the telephone. A lot of people seem to connect... Prayer or faith with making a phone call, not just in this song, mm-hmm. but in in a lot of secular songs talking about faith. I saw, I see that theme because uh, mm-hmm. I did a lot of research for this. Probably I love, probably more than I should have. Um,
0: Finally, someone does research on this show. But for the real?
2: the idea of. of making a call making a phone call makes you vulnerable and and saying a prayer Mm -hmm. makes you vulnerable and this idea that we're all looking for someone to forgive us and we're all looking for someone to hear our hopes and our desires and the 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 lyricist or the artist is saying make me that person like reach out and Mm -hmm. call me make me your personal jesus i find uh to be a universal feeling we're all looking for that whether you're a person of faith or not you're everyone is looking for someone that they can be vulnerable with and put their their hopes in and be honest with and open with and yeah i really dug this song i hadn't heard it before now and and i mm. i definitely enjoyed it
0: now, I think that's a beautiful interpretation
1: well it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful interpretation and also as far as i can tell the sort of official explanation for this song um but I find that very interesting because I have a very different take on it.
0: Oh. Really? I'm very yeah. excited to hear it. What's your spicy take?
1: Uh, to me, uh, I think think of this song as being about the commercialization of faith. Ooh. Uh, love. Yeah. So, yes, according to the songwriter, uh, it's supposed to be about love or some shit. Um, bas- <laughs> bas- basically. <laughs> That's the
0: most aero thing you you've ever
1: said but i'm not (laughs) arrow
0: but it was the most harry thing you've ever said
1: um but uh but But yes uh it's very the official interpretation is very much like like andy was was saying um uh but but i don't know i i i think that like to me like i kind of imagine the song as being from the perspective of like a you know like one of those um like television priests, like you know, it's talking about television televangelists. Televangelists. So oh, televangelist. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: fuck, you're blowing my mind. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm fully F- in it. Finish this it. thought.
2: Finish this thought, please. Yes.
1: Okay. Bit. So um so I guess uh Okay. So mm. here's also what I wanna say is that like Right-wing fucknuts will never share this idea or admit this. But to me, I think, like, the basic idea of, like, a church is sort of kind of socialist. Mm, uh, I'm in, that. In smaller communities, especially. Like, the church mm. as a hub for community to come together and better themselves and the community at large. Free free to enter, free to eat, the services that the priest provide are also free, uh, and it's funded and run by the community.
2: As someone now, who was in one, that is the it's, it's ideal an, setting. That is the ideal right. picture of church, yes.
1: Right. Now, it is not, that's not necessarily reality, but, like, that's, like, the basic idea is, like, or, and, like, organized religion doesn't really tend to uphold or teach socialist ideas um but the point my point is that religion is is not necessarily a capitalist idea um mm. and what we tend to see so often is capitalism exploiting one's faith in order to manipulate them into upholding a system that goes against the values of their religion like jesus was not a fan of rich people and yet no. the rich as may have made themselves out to to be the most pious, hmm. um, in order, and especially to, with to, televangelists,
0: it's right, the whole yeah. like you know you can pay thirty nine ninety nine and you can secure your way to heaven, <laughs> like, right? Exactly, <laughs> very, like like, yeah.
1: and that sort of idea I think carries through this song. At least it does to me. The song uses the phrase "personal Jesus." as a reference to what Priscilla Presley calls her used to call her husband Elvis uh, in uh, as detailed in her book about their life Um, so I sort of imagine it was like this this like so like Andy when you were saying that like personal Jesus like that's like a phrase of of like love and connection like I definitely agree with you but I like and but I also think that like it's it really does sound like it's it's being used to manipulate someone and prey on their loneliness and their like you know uh and like fear you know to to sort of get a- them to, to to, to give like credit card information or whatever, you know?
2: There was a trend in especially like the 2004s of quote unquote Jesus is my boyfriend songs where yeah. if you took. <laughs> that that was the phrase and if you took the word Jesus out of the song it was a song that you could sing your significant other and you wouldn't mm-hmm. know it was a quote worship song and sure. they were they were extremely looked down upon in my baptist circles um and the uh, they were very manipulative of feelings and emotions um mm-hmm. and the The fact that you took a song that was secular and I read as a romantic song and you were like, no, this is sinister. This is they're trying to manipulate their your emotions. They're trying to, like, get Mm -hmm. your dollar. Like, I fucking love that you read it that way. And and I think that's a really good interpretation of this.
0: Well, thank you. I, I think it's a great, like, com- combining your ideas as well of, like, this started as this romantic ideal, right, of this, like, uh, I am waiting for you. And especially in, like, the 70s, 80s, when telephones, like, you know, we didn't have mobiles and stuff. Like, you would be waiting on the telephone um, and, and you would be waiting for that person to contact you. And it is that, like, reaching out your hand and waiting for the other side of the void to reach back. Right, um yeah. and uh, it is definitely that like, you know, this is a song for us. And then like, it's almost like a movie of like this genuine Southern person's like, I want to write a country song. And then this like evil executive is like, I'm going to take all your money and publish it and like turn it. Like, the idea of it totally against itself. Um, so it's it, it feels very much, like, duplicitous to me, like, of both of your ideas of this, like, love song that is definitely, like, about personal faith and about, um, yeah, seeing faith in another person and then uh, capitalizing on it and, and making it more about, um, you know, it's almost like a, an infomercial, like, you can get your own personal Jesus. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah it's i think it's a great uh combination of ideas personally can
2: I ask how you found this song
1: oh I've known it for for years are you to just a fan my, of mm, the band uh well my it's it's i'm not like it's a it's a band that like I heard because like it was on my parents playlist okay whatever.
2: gotcha yeah. Cool,
1: cool, cool, cool. Same, same with me. It's
0: so it's so 80s. Got guys like the 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 no shirt, but the jacket with the tassels, and like the arms in the doorway. Oh, right, that is yeah. so queer
1: culture. <laughs> I was like, this is it, fam. I love this. It's a great energy. Uh, yeah, and and for for me, like the 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 song itself, like it it you know, like it sounds really good and also deeply 80s. Um, Deeply hated. Although, yeah, again, I guess it came out Well, no, it still came out It was a single in the 80s and then properly released in the 90s I was gonna say,
2: this feels very 90s to me Yeah, Um, it's that
0: middle, like, the in-between between between
1: the 80s and 90s Yeah, yeah I I love the little, like, like interlude where somebody's breath is used as percussion (laughs) Um,
2: This isn't a song that I would put on a playlist But if it came on the radio, I wouldn't turn it off (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. it's And I love, like, the twang mix. Because, like, Depeche Mode is very, like, synthy and very, like, yeah. traditional 80s, like, synth-pop sort of alt-rock sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And to have, like, that, like, weird acoustic twang in the background and this, like, weird, fun cowboy energy is just, like, yeah. a very fun breath of fresh air to
1: me. I, maybe I just read it as being, like, a sinister song because... Um, The who because the album title (laughs) is gross. Well, the album title is gross, but also the vocals um, by Dave Gahan. uh, He just sounds like he just sounds so like off-putting. You know, I get that. I Uh, get that. He just sounds like a manipulator. He
2: looks kind of like a scumbag with the aviators and the cowboy hat. Just tossing Mm. that out there, not to judge a person by how they dress, but I kind of low-key judge people on how they dress
0: aviators do like unless you really pull it off it does make you look like a douche mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> aviators are douche for one. the
2: record i think it's a little fair to make some prejudgments based on how people dress because you intentionally dress a certain way hmm. and you it are is, telling uh, people presentation. That, yeah yeah pre- present how you pre- present yourself I, I i think to some yeah. degree matters. I'm just tossing that Your out there. Maybe does, I'm a douchebag to tell
0: about you. Yeah. Well yeah, it's and it's it's a it's a social signifier. I think as and, a and
2: I think as a queer person yeah. I've learned that you kinda have to in order to be safe. Like Make quick judgment calls of, like, oh, is this person a homophobe or or not? And so, and like, I've been wrong based on those prejudgments and I've adjusted, but I think you have to kind of clock people when you're queer Mm -hmm. and be like, is this person going to hurt me? Or, no, like, yeah. like, should my, I hide my engagement ring in my pocket real quick?
1: My yeah. fucking fight-or-flight response activates instantly whenever I see someone wearing a red baseball cap. Yeah, right? Yeah. Fucking right?
0: Oh it's like those God. awful twinks that do, like, the Make America Gay Again hats. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's kind, of in, that's kind of gauche, dude. Like, that's kind of in poor taste. Not to it mention really. the, the twinks for the Trump out. douchebag. Twinks for Trump. Oh
2: fuck that Lord. guy. The episode of... So- uh gaycation with that guy i wanted to breach through my computer screen and it oh i need to
0: it. watch that oh my god yes you should vacation fucks i love vacation it's very good um no the, oh god no the the there's a thin line between homophobic middle-aged dads and lesbians and that line is covered in men's button-ups <laughs> <laughs> not to mention hawaiian shirts Hawaiian shirts. I, I'm so sad that the only place that has really cheesy Hawaiian shirts closed down where i and I'm like, no, I'm
2: gay! There's a, um, I got it from Alex Flanagan from Cryptid Keeper, but there's a, uh, a, uh an internet store, and I sound like an old person calling it an internet store. There's an but,
0: interweb store.
2: Uh, where they- sell like thrifted items and you can Ooh. get without seeing them just based on size and style uh mm. like five shirts or three shirts and th- one of their like parameters is hawaiian shirts love that yeah
0: it sucks like i cannot it's so hard for me to online shop not only as like a trans mask person but also as a fat person it's like not only am i like this size but then also have to go a size up because i have badonkadonk hips. <laughs> My... Sound just like, ah, shit.
2: My dude, I feel your pain. As someone mm-hmm. who likes to present femme, it is very, very hard for oh, me yeah.
0: when I am built like a viking. Fully. It's so annoying. <laughs> it is like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Especially shoes. Fuck off with shoes. <laughs> shoes are so hard to find. Two
2: sizes up or two sizes down, based on which way you're going, and that is very difficult.
0: hmm I already have small feet, so I'm just like, I'm going to get some kid boots. <laughs> Miles, can you relate to- at all to this conversation? or? Just...
1: <laughs> um... Well, I mean, I, I can You're never, skinny. I've got, I, I am fairly, you know, fairly skinny, but like also like, um, I can never get any like, cause like I can never get any clothes that are like fun, you know, because yeah. all of the clothes that, you know, like I, especially shoes, like they do not make fun shoes in my giganto size. Yup. Like, it sucks. I can't, I can't get any fun boots. I can't get any, 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 any cool shoes. It's all just fucking mm. sneakers and shit. Yeah, mm. I'm
2: an eleven and a half men's and a
1: thirteen
2: or twelve women's,
1: mm. uh, fourteen I'm, women's,
2: depending on the brand yeah. for shoes, and that is yeah, tough.
1: Yeah, they do not make uh women's shoes that big very often yup it's basically like drag queen pumps and that's it
2: i've had luck at um torrid torrid makes like a lot of really good cute clothes but they're expensive um yeah
0: that's also the thing is that like you want to get cute plus size clothes it's always expensive
2: (laughs) plato's closet i've had some luck finding like some cute heels uh, which is like incredible um mm-hmm. but that's like a thrift store uh but like a high end thrift store uh yeah. so again slightly a more expensive yeah and then um her universe makes really cute plus size nerdy clothes. Uh, so if you're nerdy and looking for like a cute fashionable thing that's plus size, her universe has good stuff.
0: This episode brought to you by her universe. <laughs> yeah, if you want to sponsor us, uh, her
2: universe, <laughs> go for it. I love you,
0: Ashley. Uh, It it sucks because I I honestly do love feminine clothes and I used to love dressing really, really femme. But it is that like you have to make a decision when you're a trans person of like, do I want to be comfortable or have fun? Or do I want to get gendered correctly? Or do I want people to look at me the way that I want them to look at me?
2: I feel that way so hard with suits. Like, I really love I wearing know. a good oh. suit, but then it's- and then everyone's
0: going to be like, oh, hey, manly man, how you manning today? Yeah,
2: and it's like, I don't want to talk to you about the sports ball game that was last night. <laughs> I, I don't know I, I, anything one, don't about know, it.
0: I don't know anything about sports ball, please. St- I don't know anything about Peyton Manning. Please stop asking your questions.
2: Fuck.
1: Oh, God. Anyway. we got so off track. So. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, music. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. uh, So Andy. Yeah. Andy. 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 Andy Pandy. That's me. Andy Pandy. Yeah. Um. Uh. What? What's your song?
2: So here's the deal, everyone. I had. I had, like, five songs that I was really torn between.
1: All right. And then I had
2: narrowed it down to two. And one was something that I could get really personable... Personable? Personal. God, I'm drunk. Personal about... And one was one that I could be kind of more detached about. Mm -hmm. And I was going to pick the detached one to not get personal on your podcast. But then I had a lot of family drama and was like, fuck it. I'm going to be personal on Artificial Ghost Radio. And so it is Tyler Glenn's Midnight. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know about Tyler Glenn, he is the lead singer of Neon Trees. And he came out about two years ago and then he did an album called Excommunication. And when I Mm. first heard this album was maybe... Seven or eight months ago And it was about about a solid two years after I had come out And mm. it was like he wrote the entire album for me I don't know if you've ever had that sort of connection to an album but N- not,
1: not necessarily to an album But I uh, the video game uh, Night in the Woods Really, really hit me that way And mm. I'm sharing
2: specifically the music video Because I think the music video is really important for this song all right um instead of just the lyrics yeah Yeah. and so i i picked this song i could have picked any song off that album and talked about it at length but i think Mm -hmm. this one more than anything else is uh my relationship to faith
0: all right okay well, I'm really excited to listen to this. Let
2: me Let, know yeah, when y'all are ready.
1: Let's yeah, let's give I'm it a listen.
2: It. Three, two,
3: one. I, towards the light. I miss the days and nights we wrestled in my bedroom. My knees will give out soon. I know it's really nothing new.
2: I'm not Sunday
0: it's all right I probably talk
1: to you midnight, God. damn all right thoughts gang
0: he's beautiful
1: uh Tyler glenn looks a little bit like Ethan Hawk and mm. for some reason that was one of my primary thoughts um,
2: mission impossible I
1: uh I think so hold on I'm looking at Ethan Hawk right now Tom Cruise. No, not, I'm, I'm still not, I'm not thinking of Tom Cruise. Okay. I'm thinking of the man Ethan Hawke. Generic man name.
2: Oh, the, the, the actor who was in, um, shit, I know who you're talking about.
0: Ethan Hunt
2: Uh, is the protagonist of Mission Impossible as played by Tom Cruise.
1: Right, yeah, Hmm. sure. Uh,
0: I don't. I guess he kind of looks like Ethan Hawke.
2: I don't know if I quite see it, but I'm not gonna say that you're wrong either.
0: I will. Mars, you're wrong. No, I'm joking. Okay. No, about. <laughs>
1: That'd
2: be so mean. E-
1: uh, can I now, just say
2: I, Ethan Hawke is very underrated?
0: Yeah. He's got a lot sure, of range. I'll
1: show you that. I'll I've only that. I've only ever seen him in Gattaca when I was in middle school.
0: Gattaca Fox. <laughs> Gattaca's a great movie. Uh yeah,
1: they showed it to us in in biology class.
0: Same. Um, And at the time, I was like, fuck you guys trying to make us learn through videos. And then as an adult, I was like, nah, Gatica kind of fucked.
1: It's a pretty good movie. (laughs) Um, But no, (laughs) I I, uh, genuinely, like, really, really enjoyed that song. It was like, I don't know. I mean, like, it it's um it's very
0: it's a great intersection and a, what a lot of us queer people experience of like feeling disconnected from the church but also having faith and and believing in something and and hoping that that thing that you believe in is what you think it is and right, is yeah. actually supportive of you and and believes in you and it's also saying to your family like hey i still love you but like i can't possibly change who i am so uh-huh. like talk to you later, bitches i could yeah yeah
2: i could go line by line of the lyrics of this song and talk about how each one mm. connects to either myself or to scripture in some way and yeah. uh tyler glenn is an ex-mormon and i i was raised baptist mm. and was uh an evangelical minister i was not specifically mormon but um mm. i connect a lot with this whole album and yeah. uh i think our his experience and my experience are as similar as you can get without being um you know the exact same denomination uh because there's there's yeah. definitely some stuff that mormons experience that i haven't but
0: yeah my my uh my dad's side of the family is mormon so i i get it yeah
2: <laughs> and um God, like, this song just hits me so hard. I mean, it's a breakup song, right? Like, it's yeah. it's him breaking up with the most important relationship he had in his life, with, which was him and God, or him and the church, if you want to call it. Yeah you know be more specific and um that's something that i had to go through and struggled with immensely um but i think there's also a hope in this song of mm. you know i might be breaking up with the church but this idea of like calling an ex at midnight or reaching out to god through a prayer at midnight mm-hmm. that there's there's a chance that maybe something can be salvaged you know maybe we can just be friends mm. um that i i find very uh Encouraging. Um mm. and you know it's it's
0: almost like I can give you part of myself but never my whole self again because I got so hurt last time.
2: Yeah. And this idea of like I'm someone different than when we started out and yeah. I've changed and you've changed, you know, we've wrestled. Um there's a lot of talk about stumbling and uh, you know, messing up words. What's the line? Um, I'm clumsy when I speak, which I find when I talk to my family, who's very religious, that you know I can have my words ready ahead of time, but when I talk to them, I'm clumsy when I try and get those words yeah. out, and that absolutely that that makes the relationships very difficult to talk through and, and talk about because we have these supercharged
0: feelings on both sides. Yeah, like even even in terms of me coming out with my family, like I. I I still find it hard to talk about sometimes, even though they're all pretty supportive. It's just this, like, you don't know how quite to say what's in your head. It's, like, a really hard enunciation to make, especially when people don't quite get it already yeah. so you get so i get choked up so badly and that's why i hate it like i hate getting choked up when i'm talking to people mm. um makes me feel so shitty um because i'm like this is the only way i can explain this so like voice don't fail me now but it is like it, it's a big queer experience of, of feeling choked up and not being able to explain what's going on with yourself
2: and this is this idea that like at midnight midnight is a time where you can be honest where you can lay stuff out midnight is like yeah. no one else is around at midnight like it's just you and and god whatever you you god as and like that's when you can have this honest conversation is Mm -hmm. at you know midnight
1: you know what this reminds me of that that idea is, um, several, well, like, at, basically, like, at the start of me and Miles' friendship, I was in a really shitty living situation, um, Mm -hmm. I was, like, living in this apartment with these two people who just... Like, they, they just made my life there hell. Miserable. And I was, <laughs> like, honestly, like, pretty, like, scared of, like, what they would do because they didn't want me there. Like, they, uh, they, at, at one point, like, literally, even though I was on the lease paying rent, they, they stopped me in the hallway and were like, you don't live here anymore.
0: Fuck, yeah. them. Um,
1: and that's when you had to move back. So that's when <laughs> I had You're to, nice. yeah. So, um, uh, I just remember, like, at midnight or whatever, cause I would lock myself in my room, uh, to, to get away from them. And, um, at, like, super late at night, I, when absolutely no one else was around, um, I would, like, leave the apartment and just walk around at mm-hmm. midnight and just sort of, like, let myself be enveloped in darkness and dance around and, and just let myself be free for a moment. Um, and I don't know. It's not really a related experience, but it, it did remind me. What you were talking about did remind me of that.
2: No, I think it's a very similar experience. Um, I don't know where I stand on faith anymore. I think I'm somewhere between an atheist or an agnostic but mm. I, I love this idea of christ i love this idea of god i, I like i i'm still culturally mm. very evangelical i'm still culturally very baptist it's one of the reasons why i love yeah. the McElroys is because they're ex-evangelicals yeah. and like their humor and like the way they speak is very in line with someone who grew up in that culture yeah. um but this idea of like not feeling safe or comfortable where you're at and finding solace in this time of night where you can be yourself and you can be honest and you're away from what hurting you. Um yeah. you know, he, he says in the song, um, I've been on the run so I'm not coming Sunday. It's all right. I'll probably talk to you at midnight. This idea of skipping Sunday yeah. church, but being able to have that safety and that vulnerability when everyone else is asleep and it's just you and your thoughts are you and God or you and faith whatever that is Um, I think that's very in line with the idea of the song and
0: yeah that line it really reminded me of like it's almost like before you come out but while you know that you're queer and, and you don't want to tell your family like it's like it's still a secret and you're like I don't want to come to service on Sunday but like you can't tell them why like you have to like make up excuses and stuff right like it's very much that it's very much there's a secret that I'm I'm not telling you, and I'm sorry, but I'll see you later. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it um this this is gonna get real convoluted real quick, but I just wrote an essay on it, so it's in my brain. Um, because I did an essay on the movie Moonlight. Um, and I was talking about uh, to watch it. And,
2: I haven't seen it yet. Oh,
0: it's so good. It's on Netflix. Yeah, um, I need to watch it. It's it's gorgeous. I've watched it. I think three times now. Uh, it's it's fantastic, but also emotionally draining. So you know, um. As, as gay movies want to be uh but yeah so i was talking about the color language and the directing of moonlight and how um and there's this great video that i've mentioned before on the podcast called uh the rise of bisexual lighting uh where a lot of things are pink and blue and purple lit now like in music videos and movies and stuff um and uh the the creator of the video had this great line of like we see this rise of uh pink and blue lights now because they aren't lights that you find in nature Like, it's not a natural colour spectrum to see, Um, and and that's why it's so frequently like alien worlds uh, are the sort of pink-purple-blue colour spectrum. and it was this great moment of, you know, you only see these colours in unnatural settings. Like, you'll only see it in uh, darkened rooms, like, where it's intimate and personal. And, and the dual meaning of it being the bisexual flag colours and it only being in these private spaces is not lost on a lot of people. Mm. Um, and, it, and it is this, like, how queer people, we feel more comforted in artificial lighting. Because when you're a person that's been pushed to the darkness, you've got to light the darkness you've got to color the shadows um and how like nightclubs and stuff do that the same time And, and this really reminded me of that like him that shot that you commented on of like him in front of the the projector and him like sort of silhouetted against that light really reminded me of that and sort of us existing in that midnight space
2: absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more i mean i haven't seen moonlight but the idea that the the silhouette against the darkness um the final song in the album is called Devil, and I almost picked that one. I was very, very close to picking that one, uh, and so I just need to plug it real quick. But honestly, listen to the whole album. It's... It's... Yeah vulnerable and it's emotional and it's intense and uh, Tyler Glenn also gave a TED talk which I want to plug um, where he talks about three of the main songs on the album and what what he was feeling when he wrote them and why he wrote them and his own journey of coming to terms with his queerness and his faith and him leaving the faith Devil ends on a bit of a more hopeful note than Midnight does uh, which is why I wanted to mention it and plug it but if you have 20 minutes and want to get inside Tyler's head more, I'd definitely recommend the TED Talk.
0: I think I might listen to that. I think that'd be really interesting.
2: I can shoot you the link Uh, if you want to drop it for your listeners somewhere. Um, And if I can get on a soapbox, I just want to say to any of your queer listeners that, uh, you know, take it from me. Um, I was a pastor, for whatever that's worth, but uh, you're beautiful and you're amazing and you matter and even if you're torn between your faith and who you are that if you believe in god god doesn't make mistakes and he didn't make a mistake when he made you and he knows who you are and he loves you for who you are and i do too and the more of us who speak up and tell our stories the the more we're going to be able to change things and i think you're great and i i love you very much
0: i think that's beautiful yeah
2: not to get real heavy on your podcast now More. what
1: i will I s- now what i will say is that in the music video i don't know that it was necessarily 100 percent necessary for um him to take his underwear off
2: i disagree i okay. really I also disagree. disagree so
1: yeah now <laughs> yeah. i do i, I want to say i do understand the changing of clothing as a metaphor like you know as as being you know because he starts off in this sort of stuffy suit, and then he gradually, you know, takes off his clothes and then switches into this more, like... queer queer, fun shiny outfit where it's just pants and a jacket that's all you know like i i absolutely uh get that metaphor however i'm just saying that realistically uh his whole downstairs situation would be very uncomfortable without underwear and those pants
2: yeah those pants would be uncomfortable but i think the reason why he strips to his underwear and it's a very deliberate shot when he takes yes. his boxers off. And mm-hmm. the camera doesn't show anything. The tra- the camera travels down with the boxers, if you're listening to this and haven't seen the music video. Um, I think that it's necessary because there is a... I, I've used the word vulnerable a couple times now, and so I'm looking for another word. But there's a vulnerability when you're naked. Um, there's an honesty in nakedness. And I think this, this breakup song is very very honest about coming out of the closet and it's very very honest like he's he's exposing who he is in this song and he's exposing these feelings that he's kept hidden and all i'm
1: saying is that he would chafe his balls he would he would chafe his balls But it's, it's,
2: it's a, (laughs) just like you chafe your balls when you wear sexy, sexy tight pants without boxers, you chafe your balls when you come out of the closet to the church. (laughs) There's a chafing of balls that happens when the church excommunicates you. I would know.
0: Andy, don't say chafe the balls. I was excommunicated. (laughs) No, that's
2: The evangelical church. Who does not typically excommunicate people made an exception for me. Jesus, that's
3: Christ. awful.
2: I know they don't do that because that's what Catholics do, and they don't like Catholics. But they made an exception for me.
0: Jeez. Right? That's a patch on the sleeve.
2: It was. I was like, "Shit, that's some
0: heavy shit." Yeah, it mate. is a chafing of balls. It's the chafing of that. You know what? That really chafes my balls. <laughs> it does. <laughs> That really imagines my dragon. So that's why I
2: think. <laughs> that's why I think it's necessary. Uh,
1: it's, yeah. it's
2: it's it's it's. I almost think it's intentionally uncomfortable.
1: I'm just worried so. about the poor man's balls. It's all. I you see, like I can't relate to this
0: because I don't have balls yet. I guess I don't think I'm getting a butt of surgery. I I guess I'm I'm relating to to the chafing of my uh, boobs. I can't imagine putting on a metaphor, it's a, a, metaphor- it's, yes. a meta- it's a, meta- metaphorical, it's a meta- metaphorical chafing. You yeah, know? You can, you- on, you- on your metaphorical balls. <laughs> right, yeah. God,
2: disgusting.
3: <laughs> Guys, I'm
2: fucking drunk. I should not I have had that it. extra drink. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, listen listen to the whole album. Uh, definitely listen to Devil if you listen to this song. Listen to them back to back. Devil's really good.
1: So, I guess... All that's left for us. Actually, there should have been an ad break at some point in here.
0: Let's do an ad break.
1: Let's do an ad break now. Let's go. Ad break. Hey, hey. Hey, break. Let's go to the break. Everyone put your
0: hands in. Everyone put your hands in. one, two, three, break. One, two, three,
1: let's go.
2: So happy Sorry. I can swear on this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah!
0: Yeah, do do some curses. Yeah. Yeah, do, do, uh, round off a couple yeah, of shit, uh,
1: <laughs> round off a couple of quick curses for us, Andy.
2: Shit damn motherfucker, you bastards,
0: <laughs> Crocky, you fucking fuck. Uh, you everyone, fucking everyone bastards. Everyone hit me with their favorite swear, just real quick. Oh um. My
2: favorite swear, cuss,
0: or, or just like word that you use as an expletive, like a yell. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, so I my, know, I mean, my brother hmm. was very big on taking um Bob Saget's name in vain. He'd use Bob Saget as Not a swear. Bob Saget. So he'd like stub his toe yeah, and be like really Bob funny. Saget. Uh, which, that's hilarious. which always cracked me up. Uh, I love Christian I swears. Love Christian swears are That's very so funny to me, um, but my oh, I love a good uh, like just a solid fuck, and I feel like mm. fuck is so overused by people that it's lost part of it, like like some of its power. But yes, a, a, a,
0: it really has a
2: really emotional
0: fuck is
1: is is yeah. great.
0: A good passionate just fuck yeah, just it, mm. hitting the emotion.
1: Mm. It's not a it's not a word that I use a lot really, um, but. I'm a big fan of damn. It's not the heaviest swear, but Mm, I like it.
0: mm. I agree with that. Uh, I think mine is I I love piss piss. (laughs) just because it's just because it's such a dumb fucking now i do
1: do want i do and maybe i'll do this and just spread it around online but i do want spreading the piss an uh, mp3 uh just isolated of you saying i like piss
0: (laughs) can i give a clean take then oh sure (laughs) yeah okay uh how do you want me to read this
1: um read it. Okay, so my show notes for you. I want you to read it mm. like um like you are just having a um a really unfortunate like sort of realization.
0: I like piss. <laughs> I, I like piss. Uh, I, I like piss. Uh,
1: okay. Can I? Piss now, is what I like. Now, okay. Could you? I, 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 I'm. I'm. Director Mars coming in with a couple notes. I want you to radically change direction. Okay. Could you instead approach it as? Um, you know, as a dad who just found out that their son has been smoking weed. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <I like piss. laughs>
2: okay. I like piss.
0: Okay, I like piss.
2: Who who did the bit about slower and with your mouth more open? <laughs> what? There's. It might have been like funny, <laughs> funnier die or uh, college mm. humor, like early two thousands YouTube like comedy sketches
0: might have been called something
2: but there was a there was a bit about actors who were doing a scene and then and then the director like kept coming in and coming in and being like listen take it slower and with your mouth more open <laughs>
3: so weird
2: and it's it's fucking gold and i might be too Ugh. drunk to be getting the the exact well, joke he... correct
0: but That's you search fine. around you'll you'll find it
1: do a google search, search this yeah you, you'll find it it's very funny it's worth it.
0: watching do you want me to do any other takes if i like piss uh, uh andy
1: do you do you have any stage directions director andy yeah oh,
0: director andy i'm I, i'm just gonna do a
2: bit because if i'm not the center of attention i i literally die miles likes <laughs> piss
1: okay 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 so okay okay. all right okay all right so director andy is now actor andy uh Mm -hmm. you're both on stage uh -hmm. let's let's take the scene um so um so andy would you would you want to be the the kid that miles just found out has weed
0: (laughs) okay please Please. okay
1: but but you've got to make sure that the only words you're saying are i like piss or miles yeah. likes piss <laughs>
2: yeah i'm gonna yeah. do my best i'm also Let new I- i'm very to new it. to weed so i'm very excited to explore this space
1: mm. okay and action
2: miles likes piss <laughs>
1: I like piss.
2: You're not nearly disappointed in me enough. I like piss. Oh, man, that's okay. I like piss.
0: Oh, I like piss. I like piss.
2: Miles likes piss. Oh, okay, I like
0: piss.
3: Miles likes Uh, piss.
0: I like piss. I like piss.
2: Oh, you sounded like my actual dad there. Damn. (laughs) Taking me back.
0: I was gonna be an actor, and then they told me I was too fat. Anyway... (laughs)
3: Oh Jesus Christ.
1: So What a bit. Hey guys, I like this. So okay. Miles, uh, hey, Miles. I guess I've got only one question for you. Yes. What what's your themed song for this week? What's <laughs> your song?
2: Before Miles faith? shares, can I just say that this episode is a roller coaster
1: of emotions? It really is. It really is. I it really love is like it.
0: I got excommunicated
1: from the church. I like piss. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh wow An an
1: extended nearly 10 minute bit About (laughs) exclusively the words I like piss oh this is so good so yeah can somebody somebody make me saying I like piss their ringtone. thanks yes please thank you thank you thank you
0: (laughs) um so there's a bit of a lead up to this uh so you both had this uh uh, gorgeous moment of talking about both uh faith within capitalism and your own personal experience with family and religion and uh when when Mars uh told me that this was the the theme that we were going to do I had this uh sort of moment of do I do traditional faith or do i do my faith uh and so i was either going to do heaven by troy savanne which is a beautiful song if you want to listen to it it's um it's it's a very beautiful piece of like you know uh without changing a part of me can i still get to heaven sort of jeff buckley kind of but electronic hell yeah uh, gorgeous, gorgeous music. Um and but instead I, I went with what I I am actually uh, faithful to, which is I am a pagan, so I chose to bring the song uh Capricorn the Uncapricious Climber by Mort Garson.
1: Now uh, that I'm gonna say this, Miles. That yeah. name is the most you shit I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> Capricorn the Uncapricious Climber? Yeah, for some <laughs> <Mort> reason Garson.
1: <laughs> that It's not like it's describing you. It's just like those sets, that set of words is so like your whole aesthetic. I'm
2: I'm so excited to listen to this. I've been getting more and more into pagan ideology. Um, Mm -hmm. I've really liked Kindred Crow, which is a pagan folk band. That's pretty local Mm -hmm. to me. They have some really good shit. So I'm excited to listen to this song
0: hell yeah uh, so a little bit of lead up uh, for for the the man himself Mort Garson he was alive between 1924 and 2008 uh, and was the pioneer of electronic music he was best known for his use of Moog synths which is now what we call any uh, older analog synth made by Moog music uh, and he was sort of active in the 60s and 70s Um, and he was the one who really pioneered and created the ubiquitous sort of psychedelic like hazy sound of the seventies that we're familiar with now. That's so cool. Uh, and so I know, it, and, and it is really fantastic when you listen to it because you have that moment of like, is, was this made like last year in homage to the decade, but it was this, it was this really beautiful pioneering moment. Um, And uh, Moore drew on a lot of ideas of nature and the occult in his work, Uh, and most of you may be familiar now with his work uh, that is used on The Adventure Zone. His song Deja Vu is the opening track of the first series uh, off the album uh, Ataraxia, the Unexplained Electronic Musical Impressions of the Occult, that's the full title, Uh, from 1975. Uh, However, this song, uh, Capricorn, is off his album The Zodiac Cosmic Sounds from 1965 uh and it is my sort of like one of my favorites i think this like whole album is my favorite of his uh and this song is really great and i'm a capricorn so i was like gotta bring it say the title again capricorn the uncapricious climber or the name of the album because the, the album from the Adventure Zone is Ataraxia, the Unexplained Electronic Musical Impressions of the Occult. What a mouthful. I love it. I know. I love a long title. I, yeah, I'm a uh, big fan of long names. Mars loves it because then they make me say the full title every time. It's true. Uh, yeah, so Capricorn, uh, the Uncapricious Climber, is a winding backlog of synths and guitar opening into the narration of the idol Capricorn performed wonderfully by Cyrus Fire. I think I said that correctly, don't at me. Without further ado, I would love it if we could give this a little listen.
3: The mystery of music can melt into black and white, then dissolve into gray. Capricorn, convinced, can make gray glisten like white onyx.
1: Yo, this shit was like, like, what fucking stoners were all about in the 60s. Fully. <laughs> I was reading an article about him and
0: like one of the first lines was literally just like this is perfect for getting so blazed you can't feel your face anymore. <laughs> and it's like fully yes that is
1: true. Yeah.
2: It really reminds me of Listener who is, you know, a modern musician but like poetry are you over a, Are you
1: are are you a listener of Listener? I, ah, I am. I'm not going to acknowledge ah, the pun. But just like
2: (laughs) fucking spoken word over a weird riff and calling it music. I dig it.
0: It's one of my favorite genres is taking music and saying, I'm gonna do some fuck shit. (laughs) You would like (laughs) listeners. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm gonna write that down. This is wild. Yeah, so uh it is very uh nineteen sixty seven of it, like Mars said. It is very uh Hey gang, I found some mushrooms. <laughs> let's let's just chill um and i love the poetry uh uh read by cyrus um the the beautiful like the uh and i love that because also you know because music it's about uh you know scaling notes and octaves and uh how capricorns are typically ones that like to be analytical and like to master fields and be experts within them um and very like yeah, I don't know, it was just an interesting interpretation of, of the Zodiac side. Um, uh, so... so everybody. Uh, I am, I would say, loosely pagan. I don't go to a lot of uh, gatherings with my, like, local uh, circle. That's not really, like, what I'm into. I'm sort of more hedge-witchy, I guess. I don't know any uh, pagans doing... who actually
2: do organized shit. They all just yeah, do their there's, own there's thing.
0: A, there's a couple of Facebook groups, luckily. You kind of have to, like, dig around. And it's a lot of older folks, because younger folks, sort of, you feel kind of self-conscious going to them. Because it's also, like, there's not a lot of designated, you have to do this to worship. Um, So it's sort of like, am I doing this wrong, is kind of a big feeling in a lot of uh, pagan circles. Um. So I, I've been pagan for maybe I wanna say like nine, ten years probably at this point. Um and uh, I, I sort of loosely follow the uh, Hellenic deities, so that's the Greek mythology stuff. Um, I personally go for uh, Dionysus, generally, um, because I, I sort of like what he stands for. Uh, the whole, you know, winemaking and ritual madness and religious ecstasy and, and the the campness of theatre I think is a fantastic sort of set of, uh, uh, um, of ideals. Um, but uh every season sort of depends on different gods to guide them uh and you you shouldn't forget about any of them uh and so we're right now in the southern hemisphere in uh Sowen, which is the sort of most important holiday quote unquote um and we're going into Yule in, in July probably on the shortest day uh Sowen is really important because it marks the end of crop bearing seasons uh traditionally uh sort of the autumn going into winter time uh so you have like a big feast um And it is to remember the dead and to, uh, you know, sort of pay homage to our lost ancestors and then taking that and going, I will create a better future. Um, uh, so when I am dead, the world will be a better place. It's very like recycling into the earth holiday. Um, and I usually mark this occasion, usually with the autumn and and spring events for, uh, Dionysus with like, you know, offering some bread and wine and, and, you know, sort of just being out in nature. Uh, sometimes my friend Emily and I will go, uh, camping and do like a big bonfire, um, do some sort of food, uh, that... Mean something for the festival, like maybe honey cakes or or something like that. Depending, um, yeah. So like it's it's a it's a fairly small part of my life, but um, in terms of faith, like it's it's what I thought of when when I thought of this theme, and um, you know, the the zodiac and astrology is a big part of that, and and numerology, and even though I think it's kind of quack, like you can't really decide a whole person's like thing based on when they were arbitrarily born uh, out of twelve categories, like twelve categories for. 7 billion people, that's ridiculous. Um, but I think it's a an interesting informant. And even in terms of faith, like, I'm not sure if the Greek gods, like, ever existed or if they existed if they were actually gods. But I think the faith of being pagan is more being faithful to the concepts that they bring and, and being faithful to nature and the world around you and to be faithful to yourself. And to put out the energy into the world of goodwill and intention, and the intentionality of saying, "I am giving you, I am giving back to the earth this bread and this wine because I have this urge to be better and do better." Um, and so I mean, I guess that's why I really like paganism. It's it's this belief in humanity and belief in nature to make the world balanced again.
2: That's what I'm thinking. That's uh that's super interesting. I I really like the idea in this song, um, in the first part of the poem. Captures each note holding it tight until it surrenders. This idea of holding yeah. a knowledge or a truth tight until it surrenders itself to you. Um Yeah. I I, I find that very heavy of, you know, when you're wrestling with a concept or a belief, that you hold it tight until it makes sense, until it surrenders to you, and you yeah. can figure out what it means to you. Um, in my own faith journey, that's kind of where I'm at right now with, uh, you know, am I agnostic? Am I atheist? I've dipped my toe into some pagan circles, and I really respect what they believe, even if it might not be for me. Um, yeah. And so that you know, this idea of I'm holding, I'm holding it tight, and it hasn't quite surrendered yet to me. But I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for it to, and
0: still wrestling with the concept.
2: Yeah. And, you know, what, what paganism means to you, I I find to be very encouraging, you know, whether it's true or not, doesn't, not true, whether it was real or not, doesn't matter to you, but it's true. And what matters most to you is what it means. And... And yeah. how, how it, it plays a part in your life, you know, with, you know, taking these symbols and giving it back and living your life to make it, the world better and to connect with nature, I think is really beautiful. And it doesn't need to affect you know if it if it you know certain stories really happen that's not the point and and I find yeah. that whether we're talking about faith or whether we're talking about you know I, I find film criticism you know to, to just get completely off topic to be you know <laughs> this this is what it this is what happened and this is what it and it's like you're missing the yeah. point you're missing you're getting bogged down into like these little arbitrary details that don't matter whether or not the film was good you're missing the point of what it symbolized you're missing the whole story you're missing you're missing the metaphor and yeah.
0: nerd, nerd bros really don't get filmic language honestly
2: no <laughs> they don't yeah. Uh, But uh, I see the same thing in faith where, you know, evangelicals are so dogmatic about the earth is 6,000 years old because I did the math. And it's like you're missing the point of those lists of those genealogies. That's not what the genealogy means. No one lived 800 years long. That's not what it meant. The Hebrews who wrote that book, that's not what it meant to them. The numbers are a symbol. They're a metaphor. God damn. How do you not understand how to read it? And so the, I find it very refreshing that you can have this view of faith that isn't dogmatic and it isn't bogged down in the numbers or the what what's historically accurate and what really happened. It, <laughs> no, that's not the point yeah. of faith, you
0: dumb dumb yeah yeah because i doubt that someone got turned into a half bull man at some period in history i don't think that happened it's how it's kind of fucking weird it's
2: how the story moves you and what it leads you to do that's what matters
0: and and I do meet a lot of people who believe in the Bible and stuff and it is the messages behind it it is the you know uh, being generous to the people around you and it is like not liking the rich and the greedy and it is giving back and it is having faith that people uh, have your back and have your best interests at heart and it is believing in the best possible side of people and knowing that people will still do bad things but they are capable of forgiveness and redemption and I think that's beautiful but I think a lot of people get bogged down uh especially shitty, like, Christians, Catholics, that sort of thing. Um, they really get bogged down in the things you shouldn't do more than the things you should do. Mm-hmm. And and that's why, like, I think taking paganism and looking at the world through that lens is a lot more healthy and positive because you see the things that you're encouraged to do and leave your morality to make the decisions.
1: Absolutely. I, I've been sort of quiet, and um, it's at least partially because, like... I'm sort of like trying to cuz like I don't really believe in anything. Um I don't like, you know, like, and, you know, it's sort of like, I'm not necessarily going with the idea of like, oh, fucking like that basic level psychology 101 bullshit of like, oh, maybe everything's fake or whatever. You know, yeah. oh, we might be all in the Matrix, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's technically a possibility, but like, it's not a helpful idea. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just like, don't know I don't know where my faith or lack of faith really lies. Uh, I don't know. And, like, there's... (sighs) I don't know that there's, I, I necessarily have a problem with that. I'm sort of comfortable in the idea that like nothing, like that, like in the lack of a, of a proper explanation, you know, like I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea that I don't know anything and I will probably never actually learn, you know, what is truly going on. Um, Can I just
2: say that I really like that we have three people here, one of whom is very comfortable with the fact that they have an absence of faith, one of whom is... You know, still trying to figure their shit out. And one of whom has found something that is meaningful to them and that they appreciate. I think that's really yeah. cool that we have three people here on different journeys, and we can talk about what we think and where we are without being dicks about it. Yeah, I think a little. I didn't of mean to interrupt in. you, though, Mars. I'm sorry. Well,
1: I, I interrupt Mars all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, but no, it's 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 fine. Like I, I'm kind of having a hard time necessarily finding my like i don't know necessarily what i what i can and i said this at the start that i'm like maybe like not a good person to to talk about this sort of stuff and it's just because like i don't know necessarily what i can like add to the conversation of faith when i don't really have it you know or experience it
2: mm. and i said this at the start i fucking value that insight mm. i think that perspective
1: it's is so done. important i don't know what insight i'm providing though i guess it's
0: providing the fact that you don't necessarily need that faith and that you are content not needing a higher power's comfort i suppose I'm, i
2: um. i know shit about science because i graduated from liberty university but i think in science it's called like a a, a negative test right mm-hmm. or a control test is sure. that it
0: control test yeah. yeah yeah science you're the control test
1: <laughs> like that's the insight sure. you're providing is like
0: is does this make sense and, the, and does does this compete with ideologies and stuff?
1: And that, I mean, like, cause like I don't know, like I mean, I'm gonna be fucking real, like I I don't like I don't think that like the fucking zodiac or whatever, I don't think that holds. It it certainly doesn't hold any meaning to me, and I and I guess I'm confused at why it holds value to other people because like that shit is so. Easily, like the idea that like per- people's personalities are assigned by when they were born is so easily disprovable. But yeah, assigned
0: Capricorn at birth.
1: But. Like, it's not my job to come in here and tell you that your fucking experience is whatever. Like, it, I, like your experience is your experience. Like, like, what fucking, what weight should I have on that? The answer is none. It's not my, it's like, I don't know. I
0: think that's the best opinion you can have on Faith, is I might not necessarily understand this, and I might not necessarily have had a deep uh, philosophical moment with myself of like, can I believe nothing? this should i believe in this do i believe in this i think it's good just to have the moment of it's okay that i don't comprehend this because dumbass writes, um and it is okay that other people do and it's okay to like not be a part of that. And I think that's, like, a, one of the positive things about modernity is that people can have these different perspectives and and the important part is to not get bogged down in what is right and what is wrong and just saying, I believe you. And I believe you in what... You, like, I believe that you believe in what you believe in. That's a really complicated way of saying it, but...
1: I don't know. I... I guess... Cause I don't like telling people that they're... <sighs> I I don't like having any sort of, like, influence on people's decisions, you know?
0: I get that. I I
1: don't... Not your judgment to make, you know? For... for Right. Right.
2: I I think for you to say, like, I don't want to influence your perspective and your perspective is valid, even if I don't understand it. Likewise, I don't want to influence your perspective, Mars, and your perspective is valid. And so (laughs) your your lack of faith or your um, dismissal of... You know the supernatural or whatever you want to call it is valid, and I want to hear it because
1: I mean I, I don't know ghosts. Ghosts might be real. I'm not. I, I'm not. I hell, ghosts hell not. yeah, ghosts might be. Fuck, they yeah. might be. They might
0: be. I you know, what, it ghosts. is definitely the thing of like agnostics. Like always made more sense to me because it's like I don't believe in God, but like I'm kind of dumb, so like maybe <laughs> like yeah, I, I <laughs> like, don't. I
1: haven't seen the universe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess you would call me an agnostic, but I don't know that I would call myself one
0: i don't think you have to define yourself i don't know it's just like being gay (laughs) and on that i so i have i mentioned this earlier my dad's side of the family is mormon my mum's side of the family is uh christian and I have a, like, a grunkle, a granduncle, that is a pastor. Um, And he's a real right bastard. <laughs> um, and, he's and a members, bastard. He's a crock of shit, that one. <laughs> um, Gregory. Uh, No, he was a real shit. He was, like, evangelizing at his mother's funeral. He was like, all of you are going to hell because none of you come to church. Well, and also my mom's dead. That's what you do. You like,
2: take advantage cool. of the grief to scare them into into heaven.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was so mad at that, by the way. Because my like Kid cousins were there And I was like Can you fucking know it Like While they're grieving That is
2: Legit That is a classic move Yep Yeah Oh he's
0: the fucking west It is classless though It really is no, but, like, my, my, and I don't, like, really interact with my dad's side of the family. They all seem, like, okay, and a lot of them aren't Mormon anymore. Um, they almost got me, uh, uh, baptized. They almost got me attached oh, to the shit. Mormon church. Uh-huh. Uh, oops-o-dezo. Um, they, like, the missionary dudes would always come over to the house. Anyway, weird. It's a cult. Um, and on my mom's side of the family, like, the, the grandmother that died, my great-grandmother died, his mom, uh, and him, like, being a trans person and being a queer person, like, I just didn't really interact with them anymore like i didn't interact with them anyway that much but like after that i was like i don't want to talk to you people because i know what your reaction's gonna be and i remember when she passed away my like my maternal grandma was like i'm glad you didn't interact with her at all after coming out because she was a real bitch (laughs) And I was like, thank you, Grandma. Uh, and, and it's nice that, like, the, the people in my family that um used to be Christian and now are more agnostic or, or still Christian and don't really go to services have been really supportive of me and because they have this view of faith and of the Bible of, like like I was saying before, like they take the good things and the good deeds that you're supposed to do and they acknowledge them and, and let morality make the rest of the decisions for them. Yeah. Um, So it's nice having family that still has faith and have gone through their crises of faith and and have gone through different uh, life paths and have come out still being supportive and still being morally good people. It's nice.
2: Yeah. Um, I think with bringing back to Tyler Glenn, how he ends his album Excommunication is with the line I found myself when I lost my faith mm-hmm. and I think that's that's really powerful for me personally that I didn't really know who Andy was I had an idea of who I was I had this like little glimmer of myself that I constantly kept pushed down mm-hmm. and hidden because of all the doctrine of who I was supposed to be that was laid on top of me and it wasn't mm-hmm. really till I came out and you know struggled with and then lost my faith in this evangelical look of who God was Mm -hmm. that I really was able to see myself and I really like myself and I really like who I am and uh, while it was really brutal losing that faith and losing that relationship with God and with the church and with my family I wouldn't trade it for anything because my relationship with with myself is so much more valuable to me absolutely and um, my relationship with Evan is more valuable to me. I would I would burn the church down to the ground a thousand times over if it meant I could be with Evan.
0: Absolutely. It it is personal and it is self-discovery that is the most important and it is you as a person that is the most important and i i'm glad that uh more people have been sort of getting past like just because your family with someone doesn't mean you have to love them because sometimes family can be abusive and sometimes and it is still like this this crisis of like i still love my family but they don't love parts of me and, and it's an awful feeling. Uh, and it's something that's very inexplainable to people who don't uh, experience being part of a minority group like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it gets really complicated when you add faith to it.
2: So many people tell me, oh, just, like, just fuck them. Like, just just completely write them off. And I can't mm. quite do that. And then so many other people are like, oh, well, it's your family. It's the most important thing. And, like, you're bad if you don't value that and it's like first off fuck you (laughs) yeah and i i kind of blame star wars for how i see my family with this idea of like i can't accept who they are and what they've done but at the same time i'm always going to have that hope for redemption yeah And I hope it happens before I cut my dad's hand off and the Emperor electrocutes me a ton.
0: You know, we we do hope for that with our relationships with our fathers. Like, I would love for that redemption to happen
2: beforehand, that reconciliation to happen before that. But, Mm. um, yeah, part of me is always going to, like, leave that that window open, hoping, and it constantly results in pain for me and pain for Evan, but I don't think I'll ever be able to completely write them off and not hope that Mm. things can turn around.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're like, it's always way more complicated than anyone could ever know, you know? Like... Absolutely. it's, It's really like when someone has hurt you and they happen to be a member your family or uh in the case of like you know like we're like the the place that you go for comfort you know rejects you like yeah it's 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 so much more complicated to really that that relationship that you have is so much like has so much more going on and is not as simple as just you know cut them off or leave them or you know like yeah I don't know. And that's it's part of the reason why I I feel like, you know, so awkward both in, you know, like I don't want to to give advice and also I also when people are talking about this sort of personal shit, like I I tend not to say very much and it's just Like, it's because, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't, I can't, like, know what that experience is, because I know that it's way more complicated than you can explain. It's more complicated than I can know.
0: Everyone is made of intersections, and it is almost impossible to know everything about someone. And it is, like, that, like, philosophical qualia. It is, like, unless you are that person, you can't know what they went through or are going through. Uh, And it's something that you just sort of have to reconcile with yourself and say, like, "I, I can't know everything. Everything about you. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll, I'll say this, too. Um, Evan grew up in the Southern Maryland, which is the South, if you've never been to Southern mm. Maryland. And his family is deeply religious and very Catholic, even though Evan is not. And they were super accepting of him and I. And my family is from the north and from Philadelphia. And you would have thought that they'd be the liberal and accepting ones and they weren't.
0: So yeah. um, even on people like to generalize like that yeah. and say like the South yeah. is like super bigoted and terrible. And the
2: North is, is super open minded <laughs> and Yeah. No, people people are always more
1: complicated. Yeah, people are always mm. more complicated and also like labels mean nothing exactly there are shitheads in every in yeah. in every like fucking location has very yeah. little to do with yeah. it for real it is nature yeah. and
0: nurture with your so like socialization not with mm-hmm. necessarily your location shitty parents <laughs> live all across the nation it's true and uh you know so uh really fun podcast i really enjoyed this discussion
1: yeah i i really i really loved uh loved having you on andy i loved uh uh talking about all this it's definitely not the kind of stuff that i normally end up talking about so it was really sort of when you brought this this theme idea it was challenging but also exciting for me yeah as a witch i very rarely
0: come out of the broom closet to people
2: So I think part I of the, the reason why I love your podcast so much is that music for me, I still haven't disassociated music with worship much like even though I even though I like secular music like I love me some secular music uh, I still only listen to music to serve like a specific purpose in my mind like I'm gonna listen to this specific album because I want to feel this specific way Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. similarly to like I'm going to listen to music right now because it is serving the purpose of worship and so I don't listen to a lot of music because I only listen to it when I need it to do something for me and your podcast i listen to a lot of podcasts and your podcast is Mm. an open window to me an open door of what music can be and how you can appreciate it as i listen to, to you guys Uh, talk about what music means to you and how it affects you and that's been very enlightening to me and very cool to see that music can do uh, other stuff than serve a specific function it can be fun for the sake of being fun or it can be sad just for the sake of being sad or it can be peppy or it can be all these different things and that's that's super cool and super encouraging and I, i i love your podcast for that and i'm super uh humbled that you you y'all let me on to to talk about uh, a weird and different topic and i
0: loved it yeah and i'm very glad that you came on thank you so much for having
2: me
1: it really means a lot thank you thank you for coming on it was really great um all right. So I think with, with, with that, I, I think uh, we're ready to wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you enjoyed the show, please do share with a friend. It would really mean a lot to us. Uh, also, leave us a rating on iTunes. That would also be really, really super duper cool. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod and our email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and go listen to Ending Pending.
3: Yeah!
1: After you're done with the, a, after I'm done speaking, go immediately go listen to Ending Pen. Yeah! Ju-
3: yeah!
1: They just, they just started Clone High. So, like. Oh,
3: God,
2: that episode's wild.
1: Oh, I gotta stop it's, that. Oh, that sorry.
2: episode is bonkers.
1: Uh, so,
2: like. <laughs> it's got a weird energy is, to it.
1: There, there is no better place th- to start than with the first episode of the Clone High.
0: Go for the, it. The,
1: Buckle the fr- up, though. The th- The Clone High. The the Clone High. Uh, The Clone High Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Uh, And 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 we'll see you on the other side. I guess we'll see you on the other side of whatever
0: happens after ending. (laughs) After
1: ending, pending. What? What?
2: After after (laughs) the rapture, we'll see you on the other side. After the rapture. This is a pre-trib post-millennial podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For sure.